Hello and welcome to another episode of Positively Plus Size. I am your host, Melissa Torres, and I am bringing you all the positive vibes while living my best life. Today we are going to take a look into the reasons why we as women feel the need to be accepted. And that could be acceptance from our partners, our colleagues, friends, family, etc. Get ready, because we're about to jump right in. The feeling of being accepted is a feeling that I have been chasing my entire life. And I wish it wasn't like that. But growing up the way I have, acceptance isn't something that's just easily given. My mom, for example, has always had an issue with my weight. And I'm not saying any of this to throw her under the bus. Don't judge my mom. You don't know what she's been through. Looking back in retrospect, I think she did the best she could with what she had. And to be quite frank, I don't think she understood how to deal with an overweight child. I don't. When I was six or seven, she gave me this aerobic tape that was a Barbie exercise tape. And she would tell me that I needed to work out to this tape every day so that I could lose weight and be pretty like Barbie. And I believed it. So I would exercise with the tape. My grandma would get in on it. She used to do these exercises to Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies. So I'd be right there with her exercising. Even my grandfather, my my grandfather was a general contractor with a fairly successful business of his own. And when I would go and visit him, he would always show me his credit cards and tell me that he was ready to take me shopping. I just needed to lose weight. And looking back, I have to question, why did I need to lose weight? Why couldn't you just buy me clothing? You knew that I needed it. You knew that my mother was struggling financially. Like, why did... Looking back, I kind of feel like he would just dangle that in front of me with the intention to motivate me, but it didn't always feel motivating. It always kind of made me feel like there was something wrong with me and I needed to change myself so that my family could be happy with me. And of course, I'm still overweight, so I never gained that acceptance for my body type, certainly not from them. But even in other areas, like academically, I was an extremely intelligent student. I didn't struggle, you know, with reading, math. I didn't struggle with those things. I just didn't like to do the work. And my grades would reflect that. My mother had this bad habit of always comparing me to somebody else. My brother was very much a yes child and would do anything to please my mom. And he was always bringing straight A's or A's and B's. And I was more the ABC average and She definitely would throw it in my face. Like, how can you let your little brother get better grades than you? In middle school, my brother got inducted to the National Junior Honor Society. As his sister, I was actually proud of him. And I was happy to go to his ceremony and see him get inducted. At the ceremony, there was this girl who I had grown up with. And she was also getting inducted to the Honor Society. I was there, my mother was there, my grandmother was there. My mother sees the girl go up to get inducted and she makes a big show of leaning over to my grandma and saying, mom, you see that girl right there? That girl has gotten straight A's every single year she's been in school. I knew what she was doing. She was throwing it in my face 
that I wasn't the one up there being inducted into the National Junior Honor Society. And I remember at that moment just feeling so defeated, like, gosh, this woman is never going to be happy with anything I do. But the moment was forgotten after the ceremony was over. Thankfully, she switched her attention to my brother. So I was able to focus on being happy for my brother for getting inducted into that prestigious honor society. As far as popularity goes, I had a very small group of friends. We weren't, we were, <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I guess you can safely call us the rejects of the school because it was me and my little clique of friends. We were certainly not popular at all and people were constantly making fun of us, saying things about us. And I was, I had a mouth on me, so don't get me wrong. I would certainly say things back and once they would see that I would defend myself, they would back down and it was never too serious of an issue. I think maybe twice these two girls like threatened to fight me, but I was like, do it. Like, I'll let you swing first. And once they saw that, again, I wasn't going to back down, they kind of just left me alone. But that acceptance was definitely never there. I didn't really find much acceptance until I started dating in high school. You know, having a boyfriend did kind of change things for me. I felt accepted, of course, by my boyfriend. However, when those relationships wouldn't work out, it would always leave me feeling like something was wrong with me, that it was my fault the relationship didn't work out. It was my fault that I couldn't hang on to a boyfriend. I certainly wasn't smart enough to realize that boys are just terrible when it comes to teenage dating. And it certainly had nothing to do with me. It was just them being little hound dogs and wanting to go where they could get what they wanted. Eventually, I did make the decision to graduate early from high school because I definitely didn't feel accepted in my mother's home my parents divorced when I was 11, and my mom was definitely the Florence Henderson as far as moms could go. She was like Kitty Foreman. She was that kind of mom when we were really little. But after my parents divorced, she lost her mind and started playing house with this man that led her down a really dark path. And as good as a mother as she once was, she just went through a phase where she wasn't as good as a mother as she could have been. And again, disclaimer, this episode isn't to bash my mother. This is talking about my journey with acceptance. So please don't judge my mom. We've come a long way since then. And while our relationship isn't perfect, it's getting there. But going back to my childhood, she shacks up with this guy and she made her entire world about pleasing this man and his boys and his family. And it was like all of a sudden me and my brother were kind of just pushed aside. Like we didn't matter anymore. Like she would drag us to this man's families and telling us, well, you have to call this person aunt and uncle and these are your cousins. And I was probably way too intelligent for my age. And me and my mother would have the worst arguments. I'd be like, but you're not married. So they're not my family. Like this is just your boyfriend and his family. They're not my family. Why are you dragging me here? And my mother, of course, would get super angry with me. She would ground me. She would take my privileges. And it always circled back to just not being accepted. And her boyfriend, well, I'm pretty sure you all can guess that we did not get along for anything. 
I did not like him. He did not like me. And we let each other know it. A lot of it did have to do with me discovering the illegal substances that were being used in the home by the both of them. And you're talking about this little girl who was very sheltered. Going back to what I said, my mother was very Kitty Foreman growing up. She never in her right mind would have ever let us be exposed to things like illegal substances or domestic violence. She meets this dude and all of a sudden we're in this world where we're watching our mother turn into a party animal. I definitely wasn't accepted. I desperately wanted to leave my mother's home. So that led to me making the decision to graduate from high school a year early and just getting out because I knew I couldn't be there anymore. The way I saw it, if I was going to be surrounded by people who were going to make me feel completely alone, then I just needed to be alone. At that time, I wasn't very connected to my brother the way that I am now. My brother, bless his heart, has always been a mama's boy. And if you're listening, brother, you know I mean that with love. But he's always been a mama's boy and he's always taken up for our mother. It's always been hard for my brother to see the bad in my mom. So I truly felt I didn't have anybody, not even my brother. And my brother would see the things my mother would put me through, the things her boyfriend would put me through. I was definitely trapped in a situation where no matter what, I was wrong. And what would get me in trouble the most was calling them out, calling them out for things that were just not appropriate for children. Things like getting the water turned off. Like I would run my mouth, like we're taking baths with the water hose. Like why? Like y'all have jobs. Like why aren't y'all paying the bills? Why aren't y'all buying groceries? You know, my mom had a bad habit of taking off with her boyfriend to the coast for the weekend, not telling me and my brother. They would just up and leave. And when they would come back, I would, we'd get into it. I'd let her have it. Like, where were y'all? Oh, y'all were at the coast all weekend? What about me and my brother? You left us here with no groceries. And my mom would just hate that I would call her out. Whereas my brother would just be so happy to see my mom. It, it, just, it just made it seem like my brother was her favorite and I was always an outcast. My dad, well... Like the old tale goes, my dad left to go buy milk and he never came back home. So unfortunately, I didn't see my father for many, many years, but I can appreciate the fact that he left and stayed gone. Whereas my mother stuck around, yes, but she also put her children through hell. After I graduated from high school, I attempted to go to college. Unfortunately, I didn't fit in with the college crowd. I was living on campus at Our Lady of the Lake University. It wasn't a fit. I was surrounded by young adults. Of course, they were my age, but we're talking about privileged kids. Kids whose parents were financially supporting them, emotionally supporting them. I didn't have any of that. You know, I didn't have stable adults guiding me through that time in my life, telling me the right things to do, the wrong things to avoid. And that led to me failing miserably my first semester at Our Lady of the Lake, which to this day, I regret. From there, I started living on my own and I decided to just join the workforce. And I got a job at the age of 18 at a hospital as a unit clerk. And I'm working day in and day out with doctors, with nurses, social workers, physical therapists, 
speech therapists, occupational therapists, respiratory, all kinds of therapists were working at the hospital. And during our breaks, they would have these conversations and I would try to jump into their conversations and they would never allow it. They would always shut me out, telling me, you're still a baby. You don't know anything about life. Once again, I find myself in a position where I don't have acceptance. You know, fast forward to dating as an adult, that in itself was hard. Looking back, I feel that I got into many relationships just because I felt the need to have somebody accepting me for who I am. Unfortunately, that led to many relationships that were horrible. Oh boy, I did not have any sense back then. Meeting my husband was definitely one of the times that I felt accepted. Single girls know dating is just hard, but meeting my husband, it was almost like a breath of fresh air because he was so different from anybody that I had dated before. Previous men that I had dated were very much about the show. I have this, I have that, I can buy you this, I can buy you that. With my husband, it was like, this is what it is, this is what I can offer you, take it or leave it. And I found that so honest and refreshing that I immediately fell for that. But I was kind of on the same level that he was. Like, this is me, this is what I come with, you can take it or you can leave it. We both accepted each other and that's why I feel our relationship has been so strong is because we accept what we are and what we aren't. I've been married since 2009, going on 14 years. As much as I do love being in my marriage, I love my husband, I love being a wife, I did get to a point to where I was starting to feel complacent, almost as if my everyday life was a little monotonous. And I started feeling like I needed something more. Even though I had finally found acceptance, it wasn't quite enough for me as an individual. As a wife and a mother, yes, my family was certainly enough and I was getting fulfilled in that area. But me as an individual, I did start feeling like something was missing, but I didn't know quite what to do about it. I feel within my marriage, I had grown to a point where I was on autopilot, just being a wife and being a mom day in and day out. So when I saw the ad for Miss Plus San Antonio, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. Going back to me being a child, I would always watch Miss America, Miss USA, and dream of being on that stage and getting crowned as a beauty queen. But I always felt that it was exactly that, just a dream. Obviously, I'm not the ideal body type. I'm not the ideal beauty queen. So I never thought it was a possibility for me. But when I saw the ad for Miss Plus San Antonio, I didn't hesitate and I signed up immediately. I met a wonderful group of delegates with two ladies who were friends and were mentors for me. But things changed along the path of pageantry. And it started at the beginning of the competition. I knew that I wanted to win. And I knew that social media was going to be a way to help me. I needed to go hard. So I started promoting myself more on social media, making TikToks, writing blogs, just doing things to get my name out there. And it caught the attention of one of my mentors and she afforded me with an opportunity to write. That opportunity did rub a lot of the other delegates the wrong way and they ended up dropping out of the competition because they felt it wasn't fair and I was being shown favoritism. 
they never stop to consider the fact that I can actually write. And as somebody who owns a publication, she may have been looking for actual writers. That didn't enter their minds. They just didn't like that I was being given a spotlight. And so they left. Once I actually won the competition, I'll never forget the day that I won. One of the delegates that did not win made a post thanking everybody for their support. And something along the lines of, although she didn't win, she was just super appreciative for the experience. And I went to leave a comment. I was going to say something really nice because genuinely I did feel bad. And when I was going to comment, a family member of hers wrote something like, you should have won because you're prettier anyway. And that soured my win just a little bit because I thought, here we go again, like, it's no matter what I do, like there's just going to be somebody who's not with it. I didn't end up leaving the comment because I just felt a little awkward about it and I let it go. I was interviewed by Fox 29 and the interview, naturally, they published it on social media. Oh, and I made the mistake of reading the comments and people went in on me. They ripped me to shreds talking about I shouldn't be Miss Plus San Antonio. I should be Miss Gordita. Which, to be honest, I actually wasn't offended by that comment. I'm just saying, who doesn't love a gordita? Other comments said crazy things like, this is why Charles Barkley talks about San Antonio women. We're just promoting obesity. You know, she needs to go work out. She needs to stop eating. For a minute, I would engage and tell them things right back. But eventually, I began to realize that I was always going to be outnumbered by the haters. So I learned to just leave it alone. The point I'm trying to make, though, is that I thought I was doing something good by winning this title. In my eyes, I thought I would be viewed as an inspiration, as somebody who did something that's out of the norm. Seriously, who ever thought a plus-size woman could win a beauty queen title? But no, the public did not receive me that way. And that was when I began to realize that I'm not for everybody. Some people are going to view me as wonderful and inspirational, while other people may take me for a joke. And it was a very hard lesson to learn. But nonetheless, I moved past that experience and forged my way to compete at a national beauty queen contest for plus size women. And let me tell you, folks, pageants is a whole other world. I will say on a positive note that the sisterhood behind pageantry is such a beautiful idea and I wanted a part of that so much. I wanted to make friends for a lifetime. I wanted that bond with other like-minded women such as myself. It just wasn't the case for me. Right before the national pageant, there was drama over a crowning ceremony. And somehow I got caught right in the middle of it. I literally had no hand in what was being said and what was being posted online. However, things were said about a fellow delegate who was competing in the pageant as well. And I was deemed guilty by association. When I arrived at the national pageant, word had got around about the drama. I was treated horribly. I've always heard in movies where people walk into a room and literally the room stops and stares. 
I thought that was only in Hollywood. No, I experienced that firsthand, real life, right in my face. And it was so bad. The tension was so thick that I retreated inside of myself and I just sat there fighting back tears. It was the ugliest feeling ever knowing that these women did not like me. It was even worse knowing that they had no real reason to dislike me other than vicious rumors that had been circulating about me. I got through pageant week. As many of you know, I did not bring home the national title that year. But I did come back home determined to prove to those people that I wasn't the person the rumors made me out to be. I wanted a second chance. I wanted redemption. So I decided to give it another go. And I distinctly remember people telling me, oh, you've changed. You're not this person that I thought you were. And those things made me feel great because I'm thinking, yes, finally, they're getting to know the real me. They're getting to see exactly who I am. Until rumors started circulating again. And it was all stemming from this one person. And let me just say that California and Texas will never mix. If you know, you know. This time around, though, the rumors did cost me a friend. Well, now I have to wonder if she was ever my friend to begin with, but the subject of friendship is a whole other episode. We'll save that for another time. I ended up not going to compete for the second time. And that's when I slowly started to come to a cold, hard truth. I began to question the real reasons behind my need for acceptance. Why? Was I trying so hard to prove myself to people who were essentially irrelevant to my life? These quote unquote friends were not paying my bills. They weren't caring for my children. They weren't putting food on my table. Yet I was so caught up on what they thought about me. And the cold hard truth was I still had not truly accepted myself. I felt there was something wrong with me if people didn't just automatically like me and enjoy my company. It was a horrible misconception I had of myself, and I'm so glad that I learned to put those feelings behind me. It did take going into isolation. I did a brief foray where I tried my hand at being an influencer. And one thing about San Antonio influencers, they are not who they post to be. Influencers in San Antonio can be absolutely vile, and the things they say about each other are terrible. There is no empowerment among San Antonio influencers. There is no encouragement. It is literally about getting close to whoever you can use, and once you have no use for them, they're done with you, and that's that. And for a brief moment, I was caught up in that. But I thank heavens that my sense of discernment has always been strong. And even if I don't realize things instantly, I learn to come to a realization at one point. My eyes become opened and I see people, situations and things for what they truly are. And I'm able to make a decision if I'm going to keep on with it or if I'm going to separate from it. And in this instance, I chose to walk away from trying to be an influencer because it wasn't me. 
I do have a small following and those are the people who genuinely care to hear what I have to say and maybe find wisdom within the things I have to say. That's not to say I'm an influencer hater or that I think every single one of them are terrible people. How am I going to be real with my followers, with my audience, if I couldn't even be real with the people I was working with? I recall many an influencer telling me crazy things about other influencers. And I'm going to be 100% honest. My ears always perk to good chisme. I'm here for it. Spill that tea, sis. But as I mentioned, discernment always kicks in. And then I start thinking, if you're telling me so-and-so's business in a negative light, and you're telling me everybody else's business in a negative light, what makes me think you're not telling my business in a negative light? The latter part of 2022 was pretty lonely for me because I did have to isolate myself. I spent that time reflecting, developing my new career as an educator, and also growing closer to my family. And it's been good for me. It's definitely been good for my heart. One of the reasons why I decided to create this podcast is because I'm going to bring it to you real. I am your everyday Jane. This is my real life. And you're going to hear about my struggles. You're going to hear about me struggling to pay the rent, struggling to pay the light. You're going to hear about me hustling to make sure my kids have what they need because that's your life as well. I'm not going to glam up my life for views, for likes, for comments. That's not who I'm about. I'm also not going to talk badly about another person and then post Instagram photos with that person pretending we're best friends. That would be a huge injustice to what this podcast is about. And at the end of the day, you guys don't deserve that. This is a safe space that I've created for myself and for everybody listening. We're not here for the fakeness. We're not here to tear down other people. This is real life experiences with the purpose to learn and to grow. It was a humbling experience, the time I spent in isolation. But as I mentioned, I did enjoy it. And a few things that I reflected on, most of my life, I've been a loner. I've never had a large pack of girlfriends. And the friends that I have in my life are few. And that's okay. I prefer it that way. But what I did realize is I'm a whole mood. I'm a whole vibe. I'm a whole movement all by myself. I can move mountains. I can make things happen. I do these things every single day for my students, for my family, for my children. God has given me the most amazing ability to survive. And that's without a pack of girlfriends. That's without influencer friends. And I thank him every day that I'm able to survive as an army of one. The ultimate realization, I don't need acceptance from anybody. Learning to accept myself and everything that I have been through, I feel it's going to be an evolutionary process. I do have days where I feel on top of the world. I feel like the survivor that I am. I feel like the conqueror that I am. 
and I'm empowered. But then I have days where things don't go quite as planned and it's hard to accept those days. It's hard to accept that I'm not the winner on those days. But every day is a new chance and a new opportunity to find something worth celebrating. Maybe today you got your kids to school on time. Maybe today your boss recognized your hard work. You can find acceptance in different ways among your everyday scenarios. What I would like for all of my followers not to do is seek acceptance in unhealthy situations. You're never going to find acceptance among the mean girls. I can attest to that. It'll never happen. You're never going to find acceptance in abusive relationships. Those kind of people are not happy with themselves and will never find a reason to be happy with you. You have to empower yourself and make everyday affirmations as to what you know you are. You are strong. You are able. You are loved. All things which should be celebrated. You may not ever find 100% acceptance in this world, but that is 100% okay. You don't need that seal of approval to keep on keeping on, to move forward. Those are not things that are required. You're able to fly on your own abilities without somebody saying you fit the mold of what they think you should be. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Positively Plus Size. This is your host, Melissa Torres, signing out until next time.